All right, people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe where you can sit at our table, order your favorite drink, and listen to some slightly intense but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast where you can drink, listen, and converse. Today, I am joined in a cafe in person next to me. To my right is Christian. Say hello to the people, Christian. Hello. And to my left over here, for the first time at this particular bar, it is Denise. Say hello, Denise. Hello, everyone. All right. So here at Peach Creek, you know that we always have a conversation centered around a drink. And today I am drinking on some good old coffee. And... Um, Christian, what are you drinking on today? Some iced coffee. Some iced coffee. And Denise, what are you drinking on today? Should have been some warm coffee, but right now it's cold coffee. Yeah, because you took all day. It's like a cold brew. Okay. And <laughs> it is it's coffee that's with a bag of sugar in it. All right. So if you are over the age of 21, you can grab your favorite alcoholic beverage. If you are under the age of 21, or just don't feel like drinking, that's perfectly fine. You don't have to. You can do what we're doing. We're drinking some coffee today. You can drink some water. You can drink some tea. You can drink some Kool-Aid. You can drink some orange juice or even some lime made. All right. So are y'all ready to get into the conversation today? Ready. All right. So what's on the menu today at Peeps Creek? Stuff coming up. On today's menu is guilty or innocent. <clears throat> no. No, you got it Accused. wrong. Accused. Oh. Guilty or innocent. Okay, thank you. For those of you who don't dun, know, dun, dun, but dun, you dun. should know, the menu is the topic. All right, so let's get into this um, conversation. So there is a doc- there's a documentary on A and E. What does A and E stand for? American, no. Entertainment? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? America keep, keep, and... Keep the conversation going. I want to know what it stands is for. Is that important? America yeah. and Entertainment. It is on A&E. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's, I believe, eight episodes, if mm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're like an hour long. Um, the title of the one we're going to be discussing today is Wife Killer or Self-Defense. It involves a fatal shooting or was it a cold-blooded murder? Or maybe just an act of self-defense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just... Okay, so I saw this this um Did you figure out what it was? This series. No, I didn't figure out what it was. Somebody on here it says um accident and emergency, and that can't be it. All right, so <laughs> there's this show on A and E. It's they already said it correctly. Yes, there's multiple episodes. Every episode is different. Um, and it is centered around a particular crime. Um, and so you get to kind of figure out what what the evidence is currently in the case, what's going on. And you get to kind of determine as you're going through and watching it, whether you believe the person is guilty or innocent. There are, none of them are. Um, all of them are separate episodes. I think I already said that. All right. And so the one that we are dealing with is um, out of the good old state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, what did I do? I did find out what it stands for. It's what does it stand for? Arts and Entertainment Network. Oh, excellent. Look at you. Smart. All right. Well, that was the former name from 84 to 95. And from 95 to 97, they switched it to A&E. A&E. All right. So we are uh, we are in East Tennessee. We're dealing with a an individual by the name of Brian Stephen Lawson, mm-hmm. and Mr. Lawson was accused of murdering his wife. His wife is Chandra or Chandra or Beth Chandra Lawson. Yes, but he called her San- yeah, Chandra. Everyone, yeah, calling her Chandra. All right. So, um, who wants to kind of? Set up what happens. the The episode starts off with do you, the was the video. It starts with no. no the episode starts off with the nine one one call. Yeah. Where, oh, that's right. Him crying in the Brian is yeah. crying and he's saying, "I just shot my wife. I can't take it no more, sir. I can't take it no more." Hey, don't make fun of him. Right. Um, I'm not making fun of him. That's what he said. 
<laughs> but is that not is, what he said? It is what that he said. Is what he it's okay. just the way you actually said it. <laughs> he sounded like that when he was crying. No, they all had accents. He um, he said he said I just shot my wife. I just shot my wife. My son right here. I just shot my wife. I can't take it anymore, son. I can't take it. Okay, but why is your face like that? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's how I imagined um, him when he was calling. Go ahead. So yeah, he calls nine one one. Let's them know everything that happened, and then it goes into the whole. Um, there's a video of the wife beating him, right? Well, it, not necessarily beating, but she she threw some punches. Be- beating, she brought a bat out and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't that was the that was after tor- when they after. started. Yeah. Um, so then, what happens is you see the phone call, and then it takes a shot into his attorney's office. And so his attorney is introducing the fact that Mr. Lawson has been charged um, with murder, first degree murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lawyer is basically and reckless endangerment right. uh, because of the gun. Um, because when he shot his wife, apparently the son, his son. Um, oh, I get it. Bri- Brandon or Brandon was standing right next to him. Um, when he shot his wife. Okay? So that's the reckless endangerment charge. Yeah. Gotcha. And that's why he had a no contact order. Um, he, and he was facing child. up to 60 years. Right. Yep. And the lawyer is saying this isn't a case of first degree murder. This is the um, case of um, self-defense. self-defense. Right. Now, the, the difficulty here or the, the, the beauty, I guess, for Mr. Lawson is that they lived in this apartment building and 18 months before the shooting right. they installed this security surveillance camera in almost every room which was kind of odd yeah right um there's a camera in the living room there's a camera in the bedroom mm-hmm. and allegedly the reason that they installed the surveillance is that there was some woman in the complex complex stealing right robbing or um and so they his wife, he at least as Mr. Lawson said, because the wife ain't here to testify, says that his wife wanted to install. Um, so she went and bought it and everything. And he yes, just installed and it. He right. installed it, right? All right. So we have the footage of of what happened that particular day. All right. So before go ahead. we just to give a, a background on their story, so they had been together for ten years, mm-hmm. right? Um, and she had been in the National Guard. He says that she served two tours in Iraq. But apparently she had her neck broken. Yeah, she had an injury. Yeah, which she couldn't. Call. I didn't. Did she actually serve? I thought my understanding she was, was that she was prepared. She was yeah. preparing to be de- deployed to Iraq, and in the process of being of the training. I think she that was going to be her third tour, but he okay. claimed she had already done two. Okay. And then she was getting ready to go back, but it had her neck broken, so she couldn't. And that's when she was pre- prescribed her pain medication. Yeah. And they were both on. They both had like medical. Issues yes, because he was guy. born with something on his yeah. leg. leg he then, had a club foot, not something on his leg. Oh. And then um, what they is were, that again? So with the club foot is when he was born. His foot was practically turned backwards. So he had all all these surgeries where they were trying to fix it and align it appropriately. And so he's he used the word cripple. And I, the only reason I'm using the word. Is that that's what he said? Yeah, I have a crippled foot. Okay, mm-hmm. some people may not like that terminology, but I'm just using the terminology that he uh, subscribed to. So that's what he said. He had a crippled foot, um, and so that's why he kind of walked and he drug his foot mm-hmm. while he walked. Yeah, he had multiple surgeries. I think yeah. he, he said over 15 or something. Yeah. yeah. And then um, they were both prescribed opioids, and basically they were both substance abusers. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them got clean, which was him. Uh, once she got pregnant with mm-hmm. their with the baby. child, which we'll get to that part later. But I thought that was interesting that they were both addicts. Yeah. And then he was the one. I would assume that it would be the wife being like, "Oh my god, I just had a kid. Like, let me get clean, sober." Yeah. But it wasn't. That wasn't the case. I think that goes to the to each person. That's when we talk about mental health and stuff, you know, and addiction and stuff. It's it depends on the person, the yeah. person's will to want to, you know, stop or continue or whatever the case is. For him, it was the son. That was his wake up call. He was yeah. like, "I need to get my shit together." Like, but so. what I liked about it was that he was very upfront. I don't know if it was the fact that he's facing these charges, so he wanted just to justify certain things. But I felt like 
some people may want to hide that you know what i mean but he was upfront about it like he spoke yeah, about he very honest very honest i think he just wanted his story to get out there in right. his own way but yeah. also have it be the truth because i believed everything he said i throughout I did the whole too. show i actually felt sympathy for him i did too yeah, and he and he when he was explaining about both of them taking the pain medication, he's like, you know, you start taking the pills and it gets to the point yeah. where it doesn't do anything to your body. So you have to start smashing it Snorting so you can it, yeah, right exactly. Shooting it up. At so. first when he, they were they were using the term shooting up, I thought it referred to like heroin and stuff, but then it meant she he said that it was the uh, he would crush she would crush them up and shoot that up. Yeah. And I'm like, that's interesting. And he even showed in his hand how he yeah. would, you know, do it. But go ahead, Sean, sorry. No. Go ahead. I just felt that was, you know, it it was something that I felt like, okay, I feel like he's being honest. You yeah. know, he's he's opening up about what's going on with him, what happened with her. Um, and he was really, they were really trying to fight to get the video from the rooms because that wasn't a video they had. Yeah. Well, so, which that was, what, yeah, that we we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. Because y'all jumping now. I do want to say you wanted this that's... organic, so we're giving you organic right now. Yeah, but we need to <laughs> set it up appropriately. I do want to say in the beginning of each episode, they have this screen that says every three seconds in the mm-hmm. United States, uh, someone is arrested. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, so someone's getting arrested now. I know. I told Christian that I I was, as, I, I was, as I was watching the episodes in my head, I was like, oh, so someone is getting arrested right now. Someone in Utah <laughs> just got arrested. <laughs> Someone in Virginia just got arrested. <laughs> All right, so let's move back to the story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were in the story. So I want to move back to the video. Yeah. So then the the show moves in, and you see the video footage of the day of the shooting, where um, he is in the living room. Um, and well, before you before that, you see him go into the bedroom. And they were say something to, to his out, wife. Yeah. Now, what you don't get is there's no audio with the security footage. Right. Yeah. You just see the video. So the only the only way that we know what's going on again is because he's telling the story based upon him looking at the footage. He goes in, talks to her. He says that he tells her basically, "We're gonna be late. We need to hurry up. Hurry up." Right. She's in a room with the baby. He comes out into the living room. Then you see her come out. And you see her, he's sitting in this chair, like a rocker or a lazy boy. And you see her like hovering over him, right? And you see her doing this. In yeah, the video. she's like yelling. And I can reenact pointing. it if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Because people, because people, people can see it, but people can't hear it. So you gotta. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see. Can I reenact yeah. when she hits him too? <laughs> So you see her doing that, pointing in his face, and then she takes her, her fist and she just start welling on him, like yeah. hitting him in the face, hitting him on the side. And he is doing that. You have to realize he's like 300 something pounds, he says. Six two, foot. 250. He's six something. He's 250. I don't think he said 300. Oh, yeah, like 300. He doesn't look no. like 300 either. He said that he was like six something. All right, but well, six feet, 250 pounds, two, between 250. He's and two. a big guy. There you go. Between right. 250 um, and 289. Okay. So, and he's cowering in this chair, yeah, like covering himself up. And you see her literally. Punching him. Then she goes behind the, the couch, yep, gets a bat, mm-hmm. right? And she tries to hit him a couple of times with the bat. Then she takes the bat and she beats it on the floor. And so while he That was to try to uh, hurt his leg. Yeah, his he leg. He said that she was doing it right. because his leg, you know, his... Because the, the, the lawyer, his lawyer is basically saying, why didn't you just get up and walk out? Or, or hit her, you know, because the right, normal reaction would be to, That was one of the know, questions I wrote. Why did yeah. he never hit back? Right. And um, so what he was saying is that, and he wanted to know why was she hitting the floor? And he was saying to the lawyer that that was her, because she know I have a crippled foot, mm-hmm. that she was trying to hurt me and hit my foot or what have you there. Now, the one thing that he did say is that he didn't, um, leave because he was concerned that she would do something to his son because allegedly or herself or herself allegedly yeah. she's made comments that she was going to kill herself 
or do something to the boy. And so he said, well, I, I stay because of that. Oh, and that day that the shooting happened, she was saying how she was going to kill him mm -hmm. and telling him how she was going to kill him, that his mom is going to have to come and pick mm -hmm. and clean up the whole mess. And then that's what triggered him to do what he did. Okay. And before we get there, because y'all just like to try to jump to the end. Like, no, it happened talk. during the video. We're having While an organic conversation. At her, yes, but, we're, but we... Okay. <laughs> they were together. We didn't... Did we establish that they were together for 10 years? Yes. yes. Denise did. All right. And during the 10 years when he asked, he says that she used the bat on him about 10 to 15 times throughout their time. And hundreds of times he said that she, she punched him in the face and the throat. Yep. Okay. Um, the escalation happens where you want to tell that part or somebody want to tell the part, the escalation of him getting the pistol and all that. Okay. So basically he wants the, he, the wife stops beating him for a minute. He quickly goes behind the couch and grabs the pistol and puts it in his pocket. Goes, sits back down, and then the wife comes back with the son at this point. Um, and she just starts going at him again. And But not initially, because when they showed that on the video, one of the questions I had, the way they did the documentary, they show him going to get the pistol. Mm -hmm. He puts it in his pocket. He sits down. Yeah. She comes out, and she is with the baby the kid, yeah. on the, the counter on the counter now we don't know how much time went between between when she was doing that and before she came back to him but the question i had was at that time after he got the pistol and he saw that she was dealing with the son to me she was no longer a threat so for the prosecution, I'm just thinking of it from a from the way that they see it. From the prosecution standpoint, he had time to cool down. And so the moment that he decided to get the pistol, he already intended to kill her. And so that's why they charged him with the first degree murder. I don't think he intended to kill her. I think it was more of a self-defense type thing. I think that he quickly got the gun and kept it in his pocket didn't know if he was going to use it or not didn't know if she was going to come back and act crazy and it wasn't until she started doing it again that he did it i think he was afraid she was actually going to do something right i mean that's his argument yeah. what i'm saying is that's not the argument of yeah. the prosecution the prosecution is and just the way the i'm being biased I, yeah. and just the way the law is period first degree murder doesn't require you to have a whole lot of time to plot First degree murder can be literally, you have five to 10 seconds to think about your actions, what you were gonna do, and you go out and do it. So it premeditation isn't the concept of you sitting plotting for days, yeah. or you thinking about it for hours. It can be in the midst of a moment, a yeah. moment's time. And with self-defense, one of the things is, if you have time where you are no longer in imminent danger, then that's a cooling off period. And during that cooling off period, you're no longer in a situation where you have a threat before you. And so your use of force at that time may not be appropriate. So here's my question, um, because I, ha I have no knowledge when it comes to the law, right? I understand what you're saying, but wouldn't it be like Christian said, he feels threatened, right? He does not know when her next outburst is going to be. So just in case it happens again, let me just have this here. Okay. Going yes, back but to that's that? not self-defense because you're thinking about it. You have time to think. He could have gotten out of there. He could have walked out of the, the front door is literally right, right there, there in the living yep, room. He could have left. Yeah, it looked like it was open too at one point. So at one, I think when, when the shooting happened, I, I thought it was open. Yeah, it looked like it was open because it was apartment two. But you're right. You know, I yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You yeah. Did no one find it weird that they had a pistol out in the open right behind the couch? With well, a well remember because of the um break-ins and stuff, but I guess they didn't think they the but he wasn't five at the time. Or around, I, I don't know if he was, was like five three or, or four. Yeah. Three or four, but like, <laughs> yes, it's no weird. Find it, like, he, it was literally, it's not in a box or anything. I didn't it's find it weird. Right behind Honestly. the couch. I mean, you're in Tennessee, but uh, he also mentioned that they were all her guns, that she had two of her guns. Um, in the I mean, room. Which makes National sense. Guards. She, yeah, which makes you sense. Know. And then the I mean, pistol. not saying nothing against National Guards. I'm just saying being in the military, yeah. you know, that's one of the things 
a yeah. hobby you you get you know shooting and i just thought it was so weird and bizarre to keep a gun especially with a toddler in your house right behind the couch but she didn't she also have one in the room she had two Probably. there was yeah, three and guns they were right the there yeah, like there were three guns. literally right there yeah um so anyhow so that that that's what this case really boils down to right um and so then what happens is as she is dealing with the son again we don't they don't do a good job of telling us how much time between when she was dealing with the son and when she turned back and started hitting him again, right? But what we do see from the video is that she turns around, she started hitting them in the face. The little boy is right there. Is right next to Brian, mm -hmm. right? So it's on Brian's right side. What you see in the video then is you see him getting hit. He pulls back. And his hand, now here's another part that I think he had an issue with, is that his one of his hands was in his pocket the entire time. That's where the gun was. Um, and so that is another issue that I see potentially against his story that, you know, it wasn't, he didn't decide in that moment that he was going to take her out. And it was a hoodie. So it was, it a was hoodie. on the pockets of the hoodie. Right. Where right and so while he's hitting her then all you see quickly is three shots that comes out of the hoodie and you see her get hit three times and fall to the floor and you see the baby just standing right next to him like in shock is all i can think of and then he picks her up and then he calls the police now he does immediately call the immediately phone. He runs yep. to the phone and then yeah. that's what i was he grabs like. the baby i mean he actually grabs the phone first yeah. calls 911 and then grabs the baby and that's when he goes with the i can't take it no more sir yeah type of thing yeah um now so that is just one day and part of the problem that we have in this particular case is that the 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 security footage records for eight days seven seven days but the prosecutors, the prosecutors only released that one day. Um, and so he was trying to fight for the additional days, the additional footage, because he was trying to use that to mount his defense. Now, before we get to the breakdown of that, do you, we should talk about the fact that the defense team, their strategy at this point is to kind of label her as someone who has a mental disorder, particularly bipolar, bipolar condition disorder. And a substance abuser. And a substance abuser. So do yeah. y'all so want to talk about that? Because I've been talking for a moment. Um, well, they mentioned on the, on the show, the lawyer, that someone with this condition um, is six, time, six times more likely to commit a crime mm -hmm. like this um, or have like a physical outburst. Um, I thought that was interesting to know. And it also played in favor for brian um dealing with all this yeah so I, what happens was that um the defense went to their own doctor to try to get their expert and basically this person didn't um treat treat chandra or beth but he was able they were able to obtain her her medical records and so he was examining her records where he was able to see kind of the fact that she had this this bipolar issue mm -hmm. and what he said is that when you couple that with substance abuse and the person is dependent on the substances to um take care of whatever effects they're feeling due to their bipolar disorder when they don't have it they get into a manic state and so this manic state they're more, they're six times more likely to get into this manic state and have um, manic behavior, which is what he was saying that she was doing when she was beating. Um, they used the word beating. Now, I don't know. I think you said how we started off, Denise. You were like, well, not beating. She punched him a few times. Slightly. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> I didn't say slightly. But I thought I thought she was beating. She, she, she probably was. <laughs> and on multiple. This is just one incident. Um, but okay so what do you all think though is there if he would have let's let's step back because he does talk about this a little bit if he was to go out and say hey my wife is abusing me do you think he would have received help or would he been laughed at probably laughed at especially where he is he they he mentions on the show how there's no group for right. uh 
For men. For men, yeah. but it's like they, there's groups for women and stuff, and uh, which is actually kind of true. Um, I don't know how it is in Tennessee. I've never heard of like a support group for men that are getting abused by their wives. Um, it might be on Reddit. <laughs> but I think I think he would have been laughed at if he was to go and like seek help. I don't know. You know, it's it's hard. It's yeah. just hard to say he will be laughed. He would have been laughed on, or he would have gotten the support because, personally, I just feel it depends who you're coming to, who you're going to. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. Because if you come to me and you tell me, if either one of you comes to me and tells me I'm getting abused, I'll probably believe Christian. I won't believe you. So it's just hard to say. You know what they would have done but but that's because of the image because you see this guy large he's larger and tall and so you presume that he can't be beat by his wife is that why no, is that are you asking me why yeah. i said he wasn't getting beat yeah. beat up no only because to me beaten up would have been she would have been more intense in the in the beatings like when she had the bat that to me was she was beating him but when it came to the punches, I felt it was more of a frustration. And I mean, it doesn't take away from the fact that she was hitting him and it's domestic violence, right? Mm. It's domestic violence, period. Is using the word beating. beating up. Okay, let me ask you this question. Yes. Flip the switch. Mm -hmm. Brian uh -huh. was frustrated and so he was punching her. Would you say that <laughs> that, that would not be a beating and he was just frustrated or would you call that a beating i would call it a beating it's, that's just sexism then just call <laughs> it what it is it's that's sexism people <laughs> that's i'm a, like call it what it is like let's be realistic you, you yeah. sit up here trying to sugarcoat it no i'm it not just, trying to sugarcoat but it. it's not I something you... that we're accustomed to to yeah. seeing we're right. not accustomed to a male being the victim You're like, of domestic it. violence. So like, just deal with it. Like, her, Or the perception is, oh, those punches don't hurt. They're coming from a female. No, not at all. I'm not For saying people, that. Though. Right, right. I'm not saying that. I, it's just, I mean, we, we all have our own opinions and our own thinking, right? It doesn't necessarily mean they're the right ones, right? When I saw the video, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, you can tell she abuses him just because of the fact of how she kept on hitting him. And he kept, you know, that, um, the, the fact that he did like this is usually a sign of abuse, right? The way he was doing it. So I don't take away from the fact that there was domestic violence in that relationship. It was just originally when you guys mentioned the beating, the first image that came to my head was how it started, which is her hitting him, punching him. So at that moment, I felt like because of the argument, how the argument was and how they were presenting it, although we couldn't hear it, it sounded like it was more of a punching him out of frustration, right? But then I felt the minute she went back to get the bat, although now she's beating him, like she's really, you know, angry yeah, yeah. at that point. And so. the doctors do make a point that uh, when a drug addict is didn't get their daily dose mm -hmm. of their medicine um they tend to be more frustrated and agitated so they can spiral in a quick second mm -hmm. so I, that's what she was going through because he mentioned that she never did anything she didn't shoot up that morning or that day um so she was already like in a funk yeah and i and that's how i um dissected the video you know because originally yeah you see her hitting him but it's is not as aggressive as when she grabbed that bat because when she grabbed that bat and then after she grabbed the bat she still comes and punches him and does and you know she and she beats him but it's like you can see that she's pissed like she's yeah. upset you know but at the beginning i didn't see that level of being angry i just saw it more as she was frustrated and so she was beating him. Let me use the right words for you guys. No, it's, not, it, uh, <laughs> uh, it's perfectly fine. All right, so let's move on. Um, so as we mentioned, um, what Christian kind of indicated, so it'll be a good segue. He says that she didn't shoot up that day. Again, it's just his word at that point because we don't have any evidence at this point to mm -hmm. substantiate that, which is part of the fight that his, his legal team was having with the prosecutor. And this leads to a, 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 a larger conversation i think i've said this on several occasions and particularly in regards to the 13th episode mm -hmm. is the power of the prosecution um it's the fact that the prosecutors had the seven days of footage but the prosecutors decided that it was only going to release the footage from the day of the shooting now obviously 
that footage will help their particular right. case. Now, here's a, a thing that is important to know. It's that there's a thing in law called discovery. Discovery is when you get to ask the other side for information about their case, their position, so that you can prepare for your case. Now, there is a criminal side and there's a civil side. In the civil side, almost anything is relevant. You can ask for almost anything. There is fights about, okay, we think you're going a little too far, but you are not as constricted about what you can gain access from to from the other side. Now, you would think that when it comes to criminal... It's the same way. You would think, right? right? You would think that because a person's life is in liberty is on the line, that they would have a large access or they would have access to discovery. But that's not how it works. It's not as robust as the civil aspect. And when we go into the courtroom here in Tennessee when they're fighting, you hear the prosecutor say, why do we need to go through the... the these other days when it's, it's not, not relevant. relevant yeah you know it's like you are this prosecutor excuse me who is presenting a case against this person is basically saying look we already looked at this shit it ain't relevant you don't need it and that is the power of a prosecutor and you think about that now there is another aspect of that that you heard the lawyer say, well, this is a sculptory evidence. Now, the Supreme Court did come out and say that a prosecutor has to release without a request from the other side information that's potentially a sculptory. And basically what that means is if it can shed light on any form or fashion that 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 this may not be the person or it could um, present or help their alibi or their defense, you have to release it. Right. Um, but again, what's the sculptory is still within the power of the prosecution, right? Um, and so there was this big fight about the, the video. Um, and ultimately, Brian did win to mm-hmm. get the, vi- the video. the video, but the video didn't work. Right. Yeah. And then that was my question. <laughs> so my question was like, I, I actually wrote it down. To me, it was like you guys were tampering with it because I wrote that. Time what do What do you mean it's not working? Yeah, like right. it was a blank file. Blank, like he um, clicked an error. And right. then that's when the judge was like, "Get this fixed." Like, right. Get the video out. Like you guys have the video, and then they finally released it. But yeah. question to you, and we directed to Sean because he has that, you yeah. know, insight. Right. Can that? Can they do that? Tamper. Yeah, like, how can you... Well, first of all, you don't know if they tampered. We don't tampered. know if they tampered. Okay. <laughs> but... They tampered. <laughs> but because it worked. It like just, Carol Baskin. To me, it just seemed a little fishy. I think it was abnormal for them to provide a file that they... First of all, they would not produce something without reviewing it first. They need to know what's on there. Exactly. So, I, I highly doubt that um, they didn't know what they were doing when yeah. they gave it to them. Okay. I was but, so excited too. Like when he clicked on on the thing, I was like, "Okay, we're gonna see it." We're gonna and then, see her shit, and then nothing. <laughs> no, but at the end of it, they got the footage and everything. It showed the proof that she was shooting up. I did going into that. Um, I did think it was right of her <laughs> to lock herself in the room. She did, made the bed. She put the blanket down. Yeah, but what blanket did she use? I know she used the baby's blanket. But this wasn't the same day. This was early in the week. The shooting up was early. Right, because she week. never. Yeah, no, I'm sh- talking what they showed on the footage that he got. Yeah, so just to make that clear. The footage that the footage that he was ultimately able to to recover were from other days. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you get to see at least on one day's footage like four that times. she is shooting up. Yeah, he says that she in the literally on this day she shot up four times. Yeah, and you see in the video that she is calm. Mm-hmm. After she shoots up, mm-hmm. she looks like the world is like She's roses TV. and peaches and smells like um, sweet potato pie or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she is really happy. And so what he says is that the event that led to the quote unquote shooting, self-defense shooting, was because she was not able to get to that state before. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that morning of the shooting, you do see her very agitated, I think, in mm-hmm. the even in the room. Like, she didn't seem like she wanted to be bothered when he came to the see, door. See, I didn't see it like that. Yeah, she, to I, me, she in, did. In the room, I just saw it as, I'm watching TV. What do you want? You know, like, 
Right. I thought she was agitated and he, you can't hear obviously, but he mentions that he went in there. He was like, hey, we're already, we're running behind already. Like, And I guess this is the sure. beauty of, of uh, trial law and all of that, right? Because look how both of you see it Yeah. one way. I don't see it that way. Like, or I don't see her agitated. I just see it as... What do you want? But I don't. I'm getting ready. I mean, what kind of crazy are you, Denise? I know, but see, <laughs> I am. <laughs> but you also have to think about as a lawyer or as a defendant. Take the lawyer out as a defendant. That's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get random people yeah. on this jury who have. This right. is just three of us. Yeah. Right. You got random people in the room looking at evidence and looking mm -hmm. at it differently. And you have to prove. Right, and you have to prove yeah. X, Y, and Z. Now, it always says that proven guilt. I mean, innocent, innocent until yeah. proven guilty, but we already know that depending on who you are, it's the opposite way. It's guilty and you need to prove yourself innocent, right? It is technically the prosecutor's job to prove their case. And so a lot of defense attorneys take the position that I don't need to put on the case yeah. at all. I don't need to call anyone because at the end of the day, if they don't prove their case, what am I doing? But, you know, that's a catch-22 because what happens is with a jury, a jury is unpredictable you never know what they're going to do yep. like i had a case where i just knew boom 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 like i mean common sense people this case is this and so you, jury, you've been in jury you've been the jury decided differently and you know you never know you just don't know now it was oh, a win-win. Okay, you you meant you had a case where yeah. you thought the jurors should have been like this is the outcome right gotcha, and gotcha. they went opposite right they gave us a win but still gave us a loss at the same time right. that's civil not criminal i never did criminal law well i did it briefly but not yeah anyways so, so have any of you been a juror before no i was I don't want to go through that. called but i <laughs> told them i was a lawyer so they took me out i got i got um chosen once but it was because apparently they still had my old address so I was living in another city and when I, you know, came, they were like, oh yeah, you're not, you don't qualify. But I feel like. I wouldn't want you on my jury though. I know, I that's what I was going to say. Jury. My thinking is so crazy that I would, I don't know. You I would will be... send the criminal out back to the streets. Be like, yeah. you're free to go. Bye. Talk and, to you later. And I would send the innocent to jail. You want to have some coffee later? <laughs> Let's get together. Chop Let's me up. compare crazies. Chop, <laughs> chop me up later. <laughs> okay anyways back to the thing i am crazy uh, you guys already know that so after the whole they get the footage and stuff then they go to talk about the kids because chandra did have a separate child liam uh, liam mm -hmm. with a previous relationship and i thought this part was really powerful for yeah, me yeah but especially coming from the from liam's side and he was about 14 14 or 14 15 yeah and and before we go into liam though let's clarify that Brayden, which is their son together. Wait, 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 wait. That, it's not there. Were you going to talk about? No, uh, no, no, no. The fact uh, that um, they did take him, you know, obviously they took him away, but like right away. Yeah, that's Chandra's right. mother had custody, but shared custody with the grandma. With, um, what Between is his name? Brian's grandma, yeah. grandmother as yeah. well. Mother. So I just feel like it's important to and just that's also, justify that. It's going to come in forward that. towards the end with yeah. his decision. This is why I'm saying y'all keep jumping. Um, but we're clarifying. We're having an organic Anyways, conversation. Um, so they, <laughs> after they get the footage, then they go to talk about Liam. And Liam is Chandra's kid from a previous relationship. Um, he's like 14. I thought that this part was powerful because um, he sounded very mature. Mm -hmm. They were talking and... It sounded as if Brian has been a father figure to He's him. He's been since. in his life since 10, since yeah. for 10 years. Yeah, so... So since he was about three or four. Yeah, um, and he comes back. They were recon reconnecting after the whole incident because this is, what, two years later? Mm -hmm. That yeah. The whole trial, it took two years for it to go. Three um, years because it happened in 17 and the trial in the first episode aired yeah. April 2020. So they were re reconnecting and stuff. And Liam says it. He's like, I love him. Like, he's he was always there, but he's always going to be the guy that killed my mom. And um, he admits, though, that his yeah. mom had a temper. That yeah. he, he's, he went through it as well. And um, I think he also knew that she was um, shooting up. He, yeah. did, he did mention yeah. that. And the fact that um, Brian also was engaged in shooting up. Yeah. Um, because at the time, the little boy wasn't there. So Brian did have... He dealt with drugs. I'm just going to call it drugs, okay? Substance abuse, whatever. He, Him and his wife yeah. were doing it for a while. Even while Liam 
was younger. Yeah. And he went to rehab, rehab, got help. Uh, Once she got pregnant, he stopped everything, sobered up. She never did. Um, So that's, I'll give him props for that. And then back to like Liam and stuff. Um, Then that was one of the main, that was, he was also a reason why he did, he chose to not the end result. Okay. I don't want to go through that. Okay, yeah, because you, like, jump it. All right. <laughs> so, with Liam, though, he, one thing that I want to say is that he does say, I forgive you. Yeah. Right? But he says, but I wrote this down, we would never, we we won't be there for each other the way we were before because mm-hmm. you're always the man who took away my yeah. mother. And you still... And this is what I thought was very powerful for this little 13, 14 year old. He said, you still need to atone for your sins. And if that means that your freedom is taken away, so be it. Two to three, four, five years, you need to atone for your for your your sin. Go ahead. So I hope the listeners don't kill me on this. Right. He heard that somewhere. He heard that somewhere, and that's why I he think he heard said it from it. the mother. Yes, personally. Yep, yep. I agree a hundred percent with you. And he and, and I'm I'm not taking away from the fact that a thirteen or fourteen year old can be that smart to come out and say something like that, right? But it's the way he said it that to me feels like either you've heard this in conversations, people having conversations around you, or as they're trying to discuss the situation with you, they said it this way, and that has stayed in your mind well right? yeah he the way he said it was very yeah like, the way he said it was exactly um but i don't i think he's still like he probably would have said something more in that meant the around the lines yeah. just not with those exact words it was just yeah the no words i mean that were i felt like it was a little yeah a little chosen there yeah um okay so now we gave you the context of we gave you a lot. Yes, but we gave you the context of what happened. So, but here's what we didn't say. So the day that that he was arrested, he been Brian, the same day that he shot his wife, right? And she died. He was arrested. All of a sudden, five hours later, someone calls or contacts the 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 police, police station. station and says, "This is a friend of the family." Says, well, there's something I need to let you know. <laughs> I honestly was thinking it was something that was going to help him in the case. Yes, me know? too. Yeah. And then, dun dun dun, boom, it comes boom, to finds out the guy is like, that's Brandon or Brandon? Brayden. Brayden. That's not his son. He's mine. And they do a DNA test. Well, the the lawyer goes to to, to Brian, Brian and he asks need- him, "Do you know this person?" Right. He says yes, and so he says, "Well, this is what this person is claiming." Yeah. And then that's when he says, "I had no idea." No so, idea. And so they so, take the DNA yeah. test, it proves- and it proves he is, he is not, not the, the father. father. Like Maury How Worsay. do you have the audacity to come clean once the like? Father, because I'll still say that Brayden is his, Brian's kid. Yeah, he's in jail, arrested. How? Why now? Like, why wait three, four years to come clean about well, it? Well, there's plenty of things that I feel could have, you know, could have been the reasoning. The fact that this child now doesn't have parents. You know what I mean? Because now the father is being accused of the person that has raised him. Yeah. So I, I know, but why come that's baloney. now? He I didn't, know. I'm he like, did, he did. I, he didn't want we the kid. don't know what the person was thinking. screw that he don't want the child because if we he wanted a child let me just say this okay i i don't know okay but i have suspicion okay <laughs> that what happened is is that the parents of chandra knew that brian was not the father brandon's brandon's father brandon's father brandon's father and so they contacted this guy and had him contact the the police officer but for what purposes the purpose being that they want this because we don't know at the time oh, to get full custody he could have he could have gotten off on self-defense right if he got off on self-defense and he is the the child's father there is absolutely nothing they can do at that point to say that he i mean they could try to fight it but he is the person's father he is Braden's father so they didn't want him to have custody of little Brayden if he was to come out of jail or if he was to get off and so this was just another way for them to maintain control over the little boy that's my suspicion 
um, because she had custody, the the mother, the grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this happens, but it definitely makes sense in the storyline the way they presented it to me. And so that's what I immediately thought. But did you think? You thought he was really trying to come in to step in? Because we didn't hear anything about him. We didn't no, hear No, we, we didn't. And I didn't really... Um, I didn't try to dissect why the person would come out and say it. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think about it till I didn't... Now that you mentioned that, I I don't know why I'm using the word dissect so much. Because you must have just saw it somewhere. <laughs> just like... What was the other one? <laughs> Intrigue. Intrigue. And I was like... That intrigues me. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, no, you but I... You know, when, yeah. when it came out again, when, when they said the person called or whatever the person did, I was, I was like, like, oh, okay, <gasps> it's going to be something to help him. You know, like, that's what I felt. But when that situation happened, I was more like, what the fuck? Tell me oh, why. I, I was pissed. pissed. When I really? when, when I found that out, I was I even wrote it on here. I'm like, Chandra's a cheating, abusive whore. Oh, my. <laughs> Literally, God. I'm not kidding. I wrote that. I was pissed. I'm like, how could you do that to Brian? He looks like such a sweet guy. He, he can't be a juror either. <laughs> I'm like, he looks like Put a big teddy bear. Put your to the side. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't. I would. So, anyhow... Um, the defense then goes to the we don't they don't do anything with this. There is a no contact order with um, Braden. So s- the last day that Brian had seen his son was and he still shooting? identified that as his, the his boy child, as his yeah. child, despite the fact that he know he's not the biological father. Um, he the prosecution and the defense meets and the prosecution puts a deal on the table because they saw obviously they saw the weaknesses in their case now here's another thing okay wait quick question because that yes. was another question that i had so when you come with plea deals is it as as a prosecution standpoint right is it because you feel your case is not as strong and you may have a chance of losing it no it could be i mean that is a reason so i i, I hate to be you know, prosecutors want to win their cases. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like the defense, you know, the, the whoever's defending but you. as a prosecutor, you want to win your cases. That gets you promotions in the department. That gets you to have more clout. Mm-hmm. Okay. That gets you the opportunity to deal with higher um, cases with more, um, I, I don't know, like stakes, you know, felony cases or things like that that's going to put you in the spotlight. And especially if you want to progress and you want to actually mm-hmm. like run to be the district attorney or something, you want wins, right? Plea deals are not always an indication that there is a weakness in the case. Remember when we talked about the 13th, if, if everyone went to trial, the, the courts would be so backed up mm-hmm. that so people would yeah. never get to a speedy trial because the constitution does say that as a defendant, um, someone who's accused of a crime, you have a right to a speedy trial, right? And so if your trial is extended over and over, you could potentially get off because of a constitutional violation of them violating your right to a speedy trial from a technical violation. So plea deals are often used as an opportunity to just deal with that case and get a win, A. It's also used, unfortunately, negatively in the sense that you know that you ha- you're you dealing with someone who doesn't have a good attorney because they might have a public defender. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with public defenders, but public defenders are overworked and underpaid. Right. And we can't say there's anything wrong because we have Kennedy from Small Great Things that did her best. She did. To try to. <laughs> that was all fiction, though. Boo. Try to get Jefferson. All right, now. <laughs> But they're overworked and underpaid. Mm-hmm. So these plea deals are often shoved down people's throat. And, and if it wasn't you... fiction. Huh? It was it was based on a true story. What? Kennedy. Oh, oh my God. Think? Fiction. That book was all <laughs> fiction. All right, moving on. Um <laughs> We were like what? <laughs> so so that's how plea deals are used. But in this case, yes, the case is weak. And quite frankly, I wouldn't have taken that plea deal. No. Going to can you talk about the plea deal and yes. say what it was? Okay. Because we have strong opinions about it. All right, this. so the plea deal was this. So what the prosecution said is okay, we will remove the first degree murder, we will remove the reckless endangerment, and what we would do is we would call it um voluntary manslaughter. Um, but we're going to mitigate it. So you'll be a, it'll be a mitigated voluntary manslaughter. And instead of requiring the 15 years, what it is, is that because it's mitigated, it's at 20%. So you need to serve at least 20% of that 15 year sentence 
to be eligible for release, not that you will be for released. Parole. And yeah, with the intention of being released. Oh. And that means you have to go through the parole board, board and-, and all that, right? So he has to serve, if he, if he takes this deal, he has to serve at least three years before he's eligible for parole. Um, and then- It'd still be on his record and It'd still be on his record and, and um, yeah. And so the family wanted this plea deal because at least as it was presented in the documentary, because we don't we don't hear anything from the mother. We only hear from Liam as the family representative. Right? I don't even think the mom and the dad of Chandra went to court at all. They weren't shown. I, no, they, they, they didn't show up, yeah. but Liam did. Yeah. Liam. But the prosecution allegedly communicated with them. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Now, Brian says as he is struggling on what to do what he says is i know two things the family don't want the information about their daughter to be made public the fact that she was on drugs Mm -hmm. the fact that she was abusive um she had anger issues they don't want that to be out there then he's struggling with i also have to think about the boy he says the boy but he's talking about brayden and if i were to fight this i know that the mother would stop allowing my mother to see Brayden and that will hurt my mother. And then that will also hurt my chances of seeing Brayden. So they, while he is struggling with this plea deal, these are two of the forces that he's also dealing with on top of the fact that he believes that this, he's doing everything right. He's told the story correctly. He's telling the truth. Um, and he believes that he's going to be able to get off if he was to take the trial. So we, the the video goes up until the day of the trial this is where it is either going to he's going to be presenting um his defense or he's going to take the plea and at the end what does he do he takes the plea he takes the plea which i uh i thought he was gonna fight it i was hoping he would fight it me too i thought that he was gonna get out free and have his kid back but no, he took the plea. But I thought it was very... What's the word I'm looking for? Very um, brave of him. Because <laughs> his decision was not what was best for him. I mean, it was t- in a way. But it was. he also thought about everyone around him. He thought about his mom. He thought about Brayden. He put all of those factors together to come up with the decision he made. Um, which I thought, like someone who actually doesn't care or was uh, selfish, they would have been. They would have fought it for themselves. I guess I'm selfish. And what was the other word? Huh? Don't no. care. Because <laughs> <laughs> f that. I mean, I'm sorry. It, this may sound heartless. It may sound cold, but that's not your child. And this is your life that's at stake. So yeah. you are about to spend five years in jail. Three. With well, fifteen, possibly out at three. You're about to spend time in jail. I don't <laughs> care if it's a day. And yeah. one, and it's gonna be on your record. This is not your yeah. kid. Two, we don't. I I don't necessarily know what that other person is gonna do. Who may want to also come and fight for custody, wins custody, child is taken away from Chandra's mother. Now the child is. So you may not even see him, regardless. Like why? Like. Oh, I wanted to punch him so bad through that TV. But the possibility is he would I don't be, care. There can possi- I finish? No, because possibility means that it can or cannot happen. Yes, but so the possibility... So you're spending time in jail. But the possibility, there are multiple things Man. going... Okay, look, I might get a juror like you. you, you he might get, get a juror like you on there that's why that I thinks hope. opposite of you. That's why I hope I never have to be a juror. And, and they like... You, you better can- hope you never have to go to trial. Now... <laughs> You also have to think about this. Okay. Think You're about like, this. I'm think, my own juror. think about this. I'm not saying it would have came out, but let's say that somehow, either in the news or maybe during trial, it came out that he found out this wasn't his child. Um, one of the things that I wrote on here, is this truly the first time he ever found out this wasn't his child? I don't know. Right, because there was no reaction to that. It, the, the whole episode did not show a negative reaction to the fact of him finding out that this wasn't his child or any type of emotion so i personally feel like you already knew this was not your kid but let me tell you this jurors don't gonna change my mind jurors what i'm saying is jurors don't necessarily just go by what the evidence shows 
they you can have a juror that put it in his head he knew about I'm the not, fact I'm not, listen to me before you go off I'm not going off <laughs> a juror can come in and in his his or her head says oh he plotted this he was pissed that he found out that sometime shortly before he killed her he found out this wasn't her child she said it in a bit of anger and he got pissed and so this was his his payback to her now evidence may never come out to show that but that juror listening could take that and be like oh he's guilty now listen and are then you, if he's guilty are you done he doesn't get a mitigated he do 15 right, you years you have to do the entire 15 years i get that i'm done personally i feel like this i'm putting myself not as a juror however you pronounce it right at this moment i'm i'm putting myself in brian's situation okay i'm about to I strongly. First of all, you'll be having a migraine, crying on the floor. You wouldn't even be. You'd be too busy trying to. Listen. What I'm gonna do with the boys? Get out listen, of here! Stop lying. We've been watching 60 Days in, right? And I keep telling Dorian, I wouldn't last in these 60 days because my migraine will kick in like immediately, and I would you'd be like, "You'd be like, oh, what's that girl that had the uh, that, she, um, gluten allergy? Yeah, the what gluten was girl. It? Look at my feet. They swollen. Yeah. My feet. What's swollen though? I know. But, but anyway, going you know. back to accused, guilty, or innocent. Putting myself in Brian's situation, right? And again, this is the beauty of each person doesn't think the same, right? But I personally would feel like I strongly believe that I did this because it's self-defense. I was defending myself against this woman that for 10 years is constantly abusing me, right? So one, this is not my child. I felt like the whole reasoning why he took that plea deal was because of that kid. But this is not your child. It's been proven that it's not your child. So I you're know, willing to put your life in jail where you don't know is the unknown of what's going to happen to you in there. You know, sorry, Brian, you shouldn't have done it. No, I mean, I, okay. I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. Now, one thing that he could do is he could have just did a bench, bench trial. Right. Explain and that. So you the as a defendant, I get to choose if I want a jury of my peers or if I want the bench to decide. And when you have a bench trial, that means you are only presenting you, the evidence to the judge. The judge is the fact finder okay. and the decision maker. Because this is so heavily legal and legal in nature, the defense itself. I would have probably advised him as his lawyer, and I'm not saying they didn't, that we can do a bench trial. We can present this to the to the judge. We can show that you were in, in danger. Um, the fact that we have this manic state um, victim who is deceased, she's still a victim, but she, she is the initiator of the aggression. Um, and so we can put our self-defense on that way. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't hear if they do any of that. But as a defendant, that's my choice. I can ask for a jury trial or a bench trial. Yeah. And I'm with you. I think I would have just decided to go to a bench trial and deal with it. And this just goes to show kind of... Um, I guess his personality was yes. meek and meaner. Yep. Um, and so that's why he didn't leave. That's why he, you know, he allowed himself. I'm going to use the word. He allowed himself to be abused. I know that's the wrong word. No, no one who goes to domestic violence, violence is deserves it, but he accepted it and didn't look for other options because he felt like there was no way out. And so here and even in death, she was still able to control the situation. Mm -hmm because the child was used in his head even used as a um, chess piece in this deci decision about whether or not he yeah. was guilty or innocent that, at least that's the way i look at no, it i agree yeah um and so at the end of the day he was accused and he, ultimately he was found guilty because he pled guilty um but it was uh it was unfortunate yeah that that happened but it was a good wasn't the ending i was expecting to be honest because yeah. I, I honestly felt he was going to not accept the plea yeah. and go through the trial yeah um but so yeah. for those of you out there listening those of you out there viewing the show is a and e is called accused guilty or innocent we may do i like it um oh we're definitely doing episode three so we are going to to do that as well 
This is a new series. This is a new series. Yeah, we're going to do that as well. And then... Um, oh, an episode four. Ooh, an episode six. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Episode six? Which one is that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm on episode two. All right, people. So that is the episode for today. I want to thank Christian for being here. Say goodbye to the people, Christian. Bye. Ciao. And Denise, say goodbye to people. Bye, guys. Until next time. Until which will next probably time. Probably be through Zoom. All right. Yes. And until next time, continue to drink, listen, and converse. And by the way, for those of you who out there, let me get this quick disclaimer. For those of you out there who are actually viewing this video, we are actually doing multiple recordings today, so we are going to be wearing the same outfit. <laughs> They're taking advantage of me since I'm down here. All right. So until next time, continue to drink, listen, and converse. Peace and love.